your favorite uncle, Jake Brown, aka Uncle Cardboard, and this is Uncle Cardboard's Limited Jamboree, where today we'll be breaking down blue-green as promised in Crimson Vow Best of One Draft. Yes, it's the Simic Show. As always, you can check out the description of the episode if you want to see the cards. I'll have a link to the YouTube version of this very same episode. Leave a comment or review so I don't have to start an OnlyFans because nobody wants that. <laughs> For me, Simic felt very Celestia-esque in this format where I was trying to do the things that the signpost Uncommon was telling me to do and I wasn't winning very many games. And when I stopped doing those things, I started winning a lot more. So there are overall two paths that you can take in Simic. And the first is a mid-rangey blue-green deck that we've all drafted before. We all know this one. And then there's also this self-mill deck that plays a ton of creatures and loves to get kind of incidental bonuses off of Disturb and Exploit cards. Now, I prefer Simic mid-range because the cards that perform best in it are just good independent of each other. Whereas the self-mill deck, you really need to get a pile of 23 things that are working together in unison. I think about self-mill like bowling. If you're missing two pins in bowling, it's really hard to bowl. Whereas I think of Simic mid-range more as tennis. If I've got a hopper that's filled with tennis balls, it's okay if one or two of them aren't there because tennis balls are tennis balls. They all kind of work the same. Before the top payoffs for the archetype, I do want to give an honorable mention to Jacob Hawken, the inspector gadgets. He doesn't have any gadgets, but he is really good in this. He came in at number six, and it really speaks to how high your curve is and how much value you can get out of playing things for free in this deck. So then at number five, we have Dream Shackle Geist, which is really one of your best ways to combat fast starts from your opponents. They're playing two drop, three drop, and you're making sure that only one of them can attack. You know, you're tapping stuff down. So i um, big fan of Dream Shackle Geist. I'm sorry there's a plane flying really low over <laughs> the top of me. Next, uh, number four, we have Glorious Sunrise. And this is a card that really is good no matter where you're at in the game. It can help your large creatures just get over by giving them trample. It can draw you cards. It can gain you life if you're really far behind. Number three, we have Holebreaker Horror. Just like it is, it's coming in at this number three spot. I don't think you need Holebreaker Horror as much in this deck, as much as, you know, every deck wants a Holebreaker Horror. So, yeah, it's a great card. You're always playing it. It's just this deck already has enough to do at its top end that it's like, oh, a Holebreaker Horror. That's cool, too. Number two, Halana and Elena. And I know that in the last episode, I was like, off-color rares, we're not going to mention. But I really do think that this Simic deck is the easiest deck to splash in. So we're going to talk about a really good splashable rare. And it's been played about at the same rate as on-color mythics. So, yeah, we're talking about it. This is my podcast, okay? Number one, we have, of course, Averbrook Caretaker, and this is exactly what this deck wants to ramp into, and then it just makes all of your ramp creatures and all of your kind of dorks, frankly, that you're playing just to get to your Caretaker, all of a sudden very good, especially if you can get it to night. Okay, when it comes to our signpost, we have some mixed messages as Grolnok the Omnivore comes in at a, frankly, disrespectful 56th overall in game and hand win rate i mean 
that's really bad. It's below Witch's Web. Now, I think one of your big issues with Grolock is that it's just easy to get card advantage in Simic. You've got a lot of different ways to draw cards, but not a lot of ways to get it good attacks. And you're not really looking to play cards like Mulch just to make your Grolnock okay. It's the classic conundrum of playing a bad card to make a medium card a good card, but not an excellent card. So just something to note with Grolnock is that it's pretty far down there in just overall Simic decks. That's not to say it's not good in one of those you know, dedicated self-mill decks. Meanwhile, Vilespawn Spider comes in at 22nd overall, and that's ahead of cards like Mirror Hall Mimic and Hiveheart Shaman. Overall, I think that you're playing Spider because it's just a good creature. It's a 2-3 body for 2. Now, you casting it on 2 every time? No, I mean, you do need to get both a <laughs> island and a forest, but this is a card that is absolutely devastating against Azorius decks, which are one of the most popular in the format right now. It's a good blocker, and then it can be traded in for bodies later in the game, which is always something that you're looking for out of a 2-drop. Is it going to be relevant if I draw it on turn 8 or 9? Well, the answer with Spider is yes. When we look at uncommons overall, I think that your biggest traps are picking up incidental mill cards or cards that care about incidental mill, and I'll name two of them in Crawling Infestation and Soul Cipher Board. These are the 28th and 29th worst uncommons respectively. I think that a lot of people add these cards as just an afterthought. Oh, you know, I'll throw in a Soul Cipher, and if I get there, I get there. I have a lot of cards, a lot of creatures in this deck, so uh, ostensibly I'll be able to do something with it at some point, where I really think these need to be going only in the most linear of decks. And even then, they're not total all-stars there. Infestation's going to give you some 1-1s, but what are you doing with those 1-1s? Well, that's something we'll get to in just a little bit. But... Let's talk about our commons, and our tier 1 commons are looking a little thin. We only have three cards that finished over the, uh, at or above the average win rate for Simic. First up, you have Weaver of Blossoms, and this is just your essential mana ramp and fixing, and it's at common. It's going to be your best three drop every game. Then you have Wolf Strike, which is really the only removal that we have in Vow in this color combination, as there are no other fight or bite effects. So I'm really prioritizing getting a Wolf Strike, especially because you generally have the big bodies that want to fight. Uh, and then finally, you have Flourishing Hunter. This is the best common six drop, and it can get you back in the game when it actually gains you life, when it's not just doing its impression of Ravenous Lind Worst. It's always going to be something that you're looking forward to casting. It's just sometimes you don't quite get there. Anyway, that doesn't stop it from out of eight out of eight weeks being above rate. Tier two. We're going to expand a little bit, and that includes Syncopate, which is really your way of preventing threats that you can't kill from ever hitting the board. You have Spore Crawler. This is a perfect defensive creature early or an excellent target for your opponent's Flame Blast Bolts. You also have uh, Hookhand Mariner, which is a solid 4-drop that just gets the job done and you're never complaining about. And Scattered Thoughts, which shook out to be premium card draw in this set. Let's also not forget, 
Lantern Bearer. And Lantern Bearer is key because it gives you some late game reach with your larger creatures. So, you know, you drop that Flourishing Hunter and then you go, oh, and it's a 7-7 flyer now, which totally changes the composure of a game or the complexion of a game. It changes your composure because suddenly you've lost it. <laughs> In Tier 3, we're playing Massive Might. We're playing Cradle of Safety, Cruel Witness, Siphon Essence, Alchemist Retrieval, and Perpetual Annoyance, Toxic Scorpion. I will note, specifically Cruel Witness can be extremely tough on your mana, depending on how much you're splashing, but this deck just tends to be very weak to flyers overall, and so if you're not loaded up on Vile Spawn Spiders, I really want to be playing more Cruel Witnesses, so... Uh, one to two is great in a deck where I'm like, I can't just lose to a Heron of Hope. In terms of overrated commons, you have a lot of people that are playing Sporeback Wolves and to a certain extent Dawnheart Disciples because they're so worried about having these good two drops. I understand that, but I do also think it's wrong as people just don't have their pick orders in the correct order for lack of better <laughs> words jeez louise most decks in this format just tend to struggle on two there aren't a ton of great two drops so vile spawn again is an absolute beating but this also brings us to our biggest hole for simic surviving the early game i could be really weak to aggro where there are a number of top decks and even if those decks are mostly built on the strength of their one drops and not their two drops, you have to fight this. And we have a couple ways of doing that. First of all, we have ramp, uh, which is why I'm very high on a card like reclusive taxidermist. So when we're talking about what makes a good two drop, it does get a little bit better later in the game. It's not just going to be a one-two forever if you keep it on the board. And it ramps you to four, which is really key. We, you can go from two to on two to four on three. Then that means getting down your hook hand mariner a turn early. It means being able to play a spore crawler and also have a combat trick in massive might hold up. So I really want to... Think about ramp as starting with reclusive taxidermist because you need that on two. You also get the statue and you get Weaver of Blossoms, which are fine. But going from that four to six only really helps you with Hunter or a Caretaker if you're lucky enough to have it. So that's where you need to start thinking about where your ramp specifically is happening. And this also prevents or makes sure that you don't have to play some of the non-creature options like the Heirloom or Nature's Embrace, which I would prefer to not have in any decks if I can afford to. On the other side, our second way to fight these super aggressive decks is to have cheap instant speed interaction. And that's mainly going to come in the form of some of those tier three cards that I was talking about in Alchemist Retrieval and Chill of the Grave. I understand that these cards are very rarely tier one cards, but 15 out of 16 weeks, they've been tier three or higher. So, I mean, that's basically just one blip week for either of these cards. That's 
pretty huge. In the end of the, you know, at the end of the day, you have a lot of people that are casting ancestral angers at sorcery speed on their turn. And if you can prevent them from drawing a card or prevent them from getting the attack with either the retrieval or the chill, you're feeling pretty good about your opponent using some of their gas and then immediately finding out that their transmission isn't working. I don't know a lot about cars, so I hope that made sense. So at this point, I know that you're probably saying, Jake, when are we going to talk about self-mill? But it's not something I really want to spend a lot of time on because it's kind of self-explanatory. I think that what you're looking for is a pick 13 crawling infestation with a pick 14 Moldgraf Millipede at the end of pack one. And then you can go, okay, I can speculate on this. I still think that your main road, this is a really car reference uh, heavy episode, but I think your main road wants to be your Simic midrange. And then your off ramp is if you start seeing just these cards really late that you're picking up at no opportunity cost to you, or you're taking them over something that's going to be completely unplayable in the deck like Bramble Armor. And you go, hey, if I get a critical mass of these, I can make it work. If you do wind up in this deck, you need to prioritize, when it comes to your blue cards, exploit and disturb. Primarily Lantern Bearer and Lantern Bearer accessories, which are larger creatures. <laughs> um, exploit creatures get just vastly better with these decks because you can have your Lantern Bearers to sack, but you also are generating a lot of 1-1 tokens from whatever creature says infest or <laughs> whatever card you play that says infestation on it. And you can just, you know, pitch those for value to your exploiters. And you're not doing much with these creatures anyway. So uh, just go ahead and sacrifice them. Your 1-1s one aren't going to get you the W. It also just helps with your creature count. You want to be higher, like 18 or more creatures in the self-mill version. So I, I'm happy to run maybe a couple exploit creatures over that, like a stitched assistant that are going to draw me cards compared to something like, uh, you know, a second Scattered Thoughts. Okay, that's a wrap on Simic. If you are listening to this on January 11th, I'll be drafting some Arena Cube in the Sweatsuit Invitational tonight. It starts at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. This is just an amazing lineup of limited players in general. And if you're a little early, I'm going to be cracking a box of Kaldheim Set Boosters. Uh, and then tune in Sunday morning uh, for the Crimson Vow Sealed Super Qualifier on MTGO. Unless you're playing in that qualifier, then definitely don't watch my stream, which you can find at twitch.tv slash Uncle Cardboard or Uncle Clear Ord. I don't know. People pronounce it all kinds of fun ways. Um, yeah. And if you want to do the event and you're like, hey, how do I do sealed? Well, you can go check out the very first episode of this podcast where I did an entire breakdown on exactly what sealed looks like in Bow. Uh, and I did well in the Sealed Vegas event. I uh, missed day two by two points because somebody played slow. And it wasn't me. Surprise. Okay, those are all the plugs. Bye. Uncle Cardboard's Limited Jamboree is written, edited, and produced by Jake Brown with music by Liquid. Send all inquiries to jake at unclecardboard.com and be good to each other. 